0: Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also, others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am Michelle Verma Michael, your host, and I am joined by one of my favorite humans in our industry, without a doubt, uh, none other than Stacy Soleil. She is the head of community and industry relations at Follow Up Boss. We met last year at the Awesome Females Conference, hosted by none other than Inman Queen Bernice Ross. Um, and I just, as soon as I met Stacey, I knew she had to be on this podcast. And in God's timing, it is happening. So Stacy, I am so excited to have you here. And for my audience who doesn't know you, can you just let us know a little bit about who you are, how you ended up at Follow Up Boss, what you do, all of the things.
1: All the things. Well, thanks, Michelle. What a it- You know, it's always hard to live up to an introduction that's just so wonderful. So, thank you for being so kind. (laughs) So sweet. Uh, So, for those of you listening, and I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, it's a yet. um, My name is Stacey Soleil, and I am with Follow Up Boss. Um, How did I get to Follow Up Boss? You know, it's interesting. How do we ever end up where we are? I think it's all about building relationships, right? It's all about putting that work in, putting that time in. And ultimately, at some point, somebody sees you see something you're doing and conversations begin. And next thing you know, that conversation turns into opportunity. So I think that's sort of how that path um, opened up. And I think throughout the journey of my career, um, I can really look back and say that relationships have truly been the key that's opened doors. So I continue to pour into relationships, leveraging social media to continue to build those relationships. And that's how you and I ended up having this conversation today. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Cause I remember
0: when we first actually met, not in real life, but when we first actually met, I did a 15 minute segment for Inman Connect. And I i remember it vividly. And I got a DM from you on Instagram of a screenshot of like the live recording that I was doing. Right. So you were actually on there live, um, and you screenshotted it and posted it in your stories and you tagged me. And I was just like, who is this woman? Like, this is, that's kind of awesome. Um, and it just sort of, kind of graduated from there. And then I actually was able to meet you in real life. And I didn't put two and two together right away. And then when you said your name, when we met at that conference last year, I was like, oh my gosh, that's who that is no way. And then I kind of felt a little bit starstruck in the moment of just like, wow, this woman's talking to me. That's so crazy. Um, but it was (laughs) such a, such an awesome turn of events, if you will, or or however you want to describe how all of the things that led up to that moment happened. But one of the things that is why I was so excited to bring you on to my podcast is you do something extra, extra, extra good. I was going to say extraordinarily good, but both, um, that a lot of people I think are really struggling with right now. And I think that we're in a season of change in the mortgage industry and in the real estate industry where you have a lot of people who are making moves not just company moves, but making internal career moves as far as how they position themselves, what their job titles are within the organization and all of that. And the thing that you do so incredibly well, which is why, again, people need to listen to you, is you have done an incredible job at building a personal brand inside the follow up boss brand. Um, and for those of you guys who are like, well, I have a brand too, what I mean by personal brand is if you consume Stacy on Instagram, which she will let you know how to do so. Her coloring and the things that she p- puts out there are Stacy. If you don't know Stacy, after this, hopefully you will, but her personality shines through so much in her content. And the thing that is so cool that I'm about to say is guess what guys, her colors are not follow-up bosses colors. And what she is <laughs> going to hopefully help you feel more confident in is that it does not need to be. So, um, Stacy, I want to go all the way back to the beginning with you and just talk about coloring, talk about what a personal brand means to you, why purple became what you chose. And then also if you can go before that, right? So you and I had, you've told me the story of what kind of had happened prior to coming to Follow Up Boston, ultimately why you went the way you went with your branding when you did join Follow Up Boston.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because depending on where you work, there's different rules that you have to abide by. And so, for some people, they would they would be listening to you right now, saying, "Sure, that sounds fantastic," but I contractually cannot deviate from a certain color palette or a certain font. And if that's the case, there are different ways to still curate and allow your personality and your uniqueness to shine. But for those of you that have a little bit more of that. Um, flexibility in your brand, uh, as far as being able to say, this is my personal brand. However, I'm still representing a brand. So how can I parlay, this is me, with still identifying this is you and, and, and creating that bridge there. So I'll kind of go back first, and then I'll kind of show up where we are today. So yes, there was a time when I Absolutely thought I have to do exactly in order to be taken seriously in order to make an impact. I have to mirror exactly the same colors exactly the same fonts as the company I'm at, or else it won't make sense. And so I did that. And at the time, the company I was working with had, um, they had very interesting colors and, and they were they were perfect for their brand. Um, they just, they weren't really mine. I felt more like a representative of a sports team because the colors that they had chosen were actually two very specific colors that you would see on a sports team. Uh, so every time I would post, I always felt like I was, I don't know, I felt like it wasn't me. Um, but I created good content, and so it was very well supported in what I was uh, doing for this company, but at the same time, I felt like there was this lack of authenticity because those were not my colors, those were not my fonts and it felt weird. so, did I did it make it less re- well received? I would say no. I mean, sure. If you've got good content, what and it doesn't matter what color your content is, someone's going to pick up that content and receive it. But that I don't think that's what you and I are trying to talk about right now. We're talking about if we're talking about building relationships, if we're talking about how you fill your pipeline and and nurture that pipeline and convert that pipeline and continue to build build build, if you feel disconnected, in any way, shape, or form, whether that's like something doesn't feel like it's me or something feels just a little off. If you feel that, I can guarantee you the community that you connect with is going to feel it as well, right? And it took me a little bit of time to really figure that out because while the content was good and while I was being consistent, while I was doing all the things like check, 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 Something to me was like,, I don't know. doesn't something like about this isn't working for me. And uh, as it would happen, i I had a little bit of a pivot in my career. I had an an opportunity present itself. and um, you know, I decided to take that leap. And when I made that leap, um that was coming over to fault boss, I was like, okay, do I do exactly what I did, which is adopt this color scheme? and then just keep doing what I'm doing, but just move into their their realm, or am I gonna do my own thing? I will be, I'll admit, I mean, the first like couple of weeks, I, I automatically just pivoted, like went into like, what's your color palette? And I started to do that. And then I quickly realized, well, wait a minute, like I'm doing exactly what I did before, which is being not me for somebody else. So if you think about that in a relationship standpoint, If you are, I don't know, if you are, let's put it in a pop singer's perspective. Let's say you were a pop singer and you love the way that a certain pop singer sounds and you're trying to come up. If you sound exactly like that famous pop singer, are you going to stand out? No, right? You're gonna sound like another pop singer that already has success. You have to figure out how to let you shine. So I started to think about this saying, okay, How can I keep creating content and allow me to shine through that? And that's when I made a decision. I am going to change the colors. I'm going to change how I represent the grid. I'm going to change the formality about what I post and what I don't post. And that sort of was the beginning of just allowing me to show up while still being a professional and still being able to connect in a way that is representative of a big brand. So that's kind of where that journey started and and how I ended up there.
0: I love it. And what I was going to say, I want to go backwards because I wrote something down just now that you said that I have said in a different way, but I loved how you said it so much more. And what it is, is that you're not, if you're, if you're not posting content that you feel connected to the ability to continue to do so goes away, right. Or the desire to continue to do so goes away. And this is something that I, that I feel very connected to because for me, when I create content, I love the way it looks. Like I put it out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I love the style of this. And I love the freedom to be able to change the background. And I don't know what's going on with me right now, but I love black brick with my color palette. And so all of a sudden that's been coming out and it's like the freedom and the flexibility to be able to do those things keeps me super engaged in what I'm doing. Right. I want to show up on Instagram for my people. I want to show up on Facebook for my people because I know that they're expecting it. Right. And and I know that when I put it out there, not only am I passionate about it, but it represents me well. So one of the things I want to talk to you about is how you arrived at purple. And and ultimately I, I love your story of how this happened, but for those of you guys who have heard me on the, my podcast in other episodes, you know that I've talked about the color wheel psychology and what it represents and all the different colors on it. And, and ultimately why I landed at turquoise and white for the Instagram power method because my favorite color in the world is army green, but that's not the color of my company. Um, so Stacy, I would love your take on why purple, where and how did your heart land on that? And then ultimately, why do you feel like purple represents you the
1: way that it does? You know it's funny. I don't know. It's it, it's like I would have never picked that color. Like if you would have asked me, I would like um I would have been like a nice white. You know something was you know something that could be used over and over again. It'd be like my logic side would have given one answer, and then my I guess. More passionate emotional side gave a different answer. And so, because I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do, there's a few different things you can do. I mean, you can go and archetype yourself. You can go through and say, okay, what is my brand archetype? What colors represent the things that I represent? You can go a lot of different directions with this. If you're, you know, if you're a faith based person, you can look at faith based colors. If you're an astrological person, you can go that way. I mean, whatever it is that kind of fuels your tank. There are ways that you can do that. And I think there's a quiz for everything, quite honestly. Um, but how I landed on it was kind of funny. So how many of you are Canva junkies? <laughs> Hi, I admit it. I'm Stacy. I'm a Canva junkie. Does not mean I'm the best at it, but I'm still a junkie. I love to play with it. And I remember I was working on building out a template. I was working on, okay, here's X amount of templates that I can use as a plug and play to variate throughout you know my grid. And I was trying to make decisions on colors and I couldn't decide. So I was going through and just switching out different colors from the, the color wheel. And then I would look at them and make a decision on how did it make me feel? I would just look at it and just ask myself, like, how does this make me feel? And then I was jotting down notes on how it made me feel. Like, no judgment, no decisions, just identifying, right? As I went through that, kind of crossed out the ones where the the descriptors were like, eh, it really didn't do much for me. Narrowed it down to the ones that made me feel a certain way. And then when I was done, I looked at those. And then I said, okay, of these three that are left that made me feel a certain way that I, I feel is me, now, when I look at these side by side, which one just really stands out to me and just goes, yes, I want to see more of that. And that's how way I ended up with that crazy wild purple. Michelle, does that mean I'm going to stay crazy wild purple forever? Probably not. But, you know, I think that we as human beings, you know, we go through seasons. We go through seasons of inspiration. We go through seasons of revolution, of of joy, of of there's so many different things that we can be going through and our colors can represent what we're bringing to the table. Right. And, um, where I, where I'm at right now is a very purple vibe. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what I'm delivering. And I, you know what, I guess it must work because someone like yourself showed up and said, Hey, I really love this. And I'm like, Hey, that's awesome. I was doing it for me but I'm so glad it works for you. And you know that's honestly just where it just kind of began for me. Well what you just said is What you just said
0: is really good. You're doing it for me and it happened to work for you. Like I feel like we need to unpack that a little bit too and I think I'm grateful for the timing of this conversation because I think a lot of people right now feel like they have to be doing all of the things and focused on everyone but themselves to make sure that their business continues the way that they're used to it continuing. Um, I know you, you guys just had FubCon very recently and it's, there was, I'm sure a lot of the conversations were different this year than they probably would have been or were last year solely based off of what's going on in the industry, right? Not good or bad, just, it's just different. Um, And so I think that what you just said is something that may, for me is why I love Instagram so much and why I truly believe Instagram will be the medium that survives forever. And it's not just because I really just love using it, but truly because I believe that the platform truly can transcend time and and has, and has continuously shown that it can. Um, But what you just said ties so perfectly into that. So I want to go on this tangent of if you are creating content for everyone else, right? If you're more focused on creating and building content to serve your brokerage or to serve the organization or the company that you work for, you eventually will not want to do that anymore, right? Unless that content to your point, Stacey is aligned with where your heart's at. Um, So like if you, let's use Keller Williams or EXP or Century 21 or Berkshire hat, any of the brokerages that are out there, right? The list goes on and on and on. If you don't like the colors, but you're making the content anyway in that color palette, you're not making content for you. You're making content for them to serve their brand and to serve them. And what's going to happen, in my opinion, is that the content that does go out is going to miss the mark on how you serve your person, right? The person you are trying to attract for your business. Um, And so I think that me being attracted to you, Stacey, well yes the purple is part of that it's the who is stacy within that that intrigued me and then all of a sudden i now wanted to have conversations about other things right ak fall boston and and my clients and all of that um, so does that make sense
1: yeah you know and I'm, I'm, as i listen to you i i'm thinking about a specific agent and 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 maybe some of those agents are listening to your podcast today There are some folks that, you know, there are rules within their brokerages where their signage, when they put that for sale sign, for sale sign out front of that house, it absolutely has to be those brokerage colors. So it can create this momentary disconnect of like, OK, let's say that I love beiges and, you know, soft caramel and, and and cream color tones. And I've created this whole social media environment that's, you know, in, you know, aligns with these colors that I love. But then when I go and put my for sale sign out in front of the houses, it's red, white and blue or whatever the colors are of that that brand. There are agents that say, well, wait a minute, but if I do that, it's going to disconnect and then they're not going to remember me. And so let's, let's just touch on that really, really quick. Let's just get that part out of the way. Understandably, you have guidelines and rules that you will have to go by based on where you hang your hat for a brokerage standpoint. Fine, totally fine. At the end of the day, what we talked about in the very beginning is that everything comes down to what? Relationships. And when you're building relationships, people are remembering the person, not the sign, not the necessarily the color palette, right? Now, are those things still important? And is there a connectivity there? Yes. What I'm thinking is, for me anyway, colors, fonts, or whatever it is that you're trying to use are a way to kind of fuel my tank, right? For me to feel creatively, uh, give my, giving myself permission to be a little bit more creative and, and allow my personality to shine through. Right. However, that's me doing what getting to know people to build relationships. And as I build relationships, they're going to learn more about what I'm good at. If that is real estate, if that is technology, if that is coaching, whatever it is that you are really good at, whatever it is, if you're a real estate agent, building those relationships and showing them that, hey, I am the person to go to, to buy, sell, what invest, whatever it is that you're doing. By the time they get to that sign, it's like, whatever, that's the sign, right? <laughs> it just is what it is. It, it, nothing disconnects. I would say that you run a bigger risk if you lean only on a sign alone, and then just move through the motions, not building the relationships, not allowing yourself to have permission to shine as to who you are. How do you continually fill your pipeline and build new relationships if you feel like a robot? You don't. You don't, you really don't. So I I think it's sort of like a backwards process. You're, You're saying, okay, I understand this is here, but in the meantime, How do I continue to build my relationship? How do I fill the pipeline with relationships? How is it showing up as me? Why are people going to want to stick around? The other thing to think about too is from a brokerage standpoint, if everybody on the team or everyone inside your brokerage all used exactly the same colors Mm -hmm. for every single thing that they posted, would anybody stand out really No, maybe personality would shine, sure. But consumer would be starting to go, like, it all, they all look alike. It's like a uniform. They all look the same, right? Totally. So I don't know. Just finding a way to allow yourself to shine. And listen, I think you and I talked about this before. That doesn't mean you have to be extra. You don't have to use bold colors or or use words like extra to stand out, right? You can be super serious, super analytical, uh, super fact-driven, uh, or whatever it is that makes you, you, please give yourself permission to allow that to shine. Because if you're super analytical and you're maybe a little bit more, you um, monotone versus expressive. Now, is somebody who's a little bit more, you know, vibrant and expressive going to be drawn to you? No, but guess what? All of those other serious, more analytical types are going to be like, I resonate with that one right there, right? That one right there is a little too extra for me. It might be great, but that one right there, I they speak my language. And so I always tell people, listen, whoever it is you are, That's your magnet, right? It's a magnet to other people who relate to you. So if you lean on that from a color perspective, from how you post, how you leverage your grid, how you leverage your stories, what you say in your videos, you're going to have that attraction model in place that will be super authentic. People will want to work with you based on who you are.
0: Yeah, the the attracted to the right. Person is the key there, right? Mm -hmm. Or you are attractive to the right person, and I think that there's a lot of us out there, and I mean, we're we're not all for everybody, and that's totally okay. And I think the sooner that we all accept that, um, and we understand that I don't need every client in the sea to have a successful organization, right? Or for the agents listening, right? You guys don't need to have every single homeowner in your area. Use you in order to have a successful or a record-breaking year in 2023. As we get closer to starting that, uh, you don't. You just don't. You need your people because if you attract your people and the people that are really, uh, as you said, magnet magnetized to you, right? I love that phrase or that that terminology. Um, but if you find your the other half of your magnet to attach to right. You're going to be able to really create a beautiful business. Now, I think that the thing that's the most important to me about this and about branding and about creating and taking the time ties into one of the true fundamentals of Instagram and how we convert on Instagram. And for those of you guys who are not psychology nerds or technology nerds, like Stacy and I, that's okay. Go Google it. Um, that it's all there. Um, but one of the things that is no secret out in in the industry or really just in psychology 101 is that our attention spans are very, very short, right? So whether whether or not we decide to continue down this wormhole of consuming someone's content happens very, very quickly. Um, And so when I'm coaching people, when I'm teaching people, when I'm speaking, whatever it is, and I'm talking about this particular fact, people will ask me, well, Michelle, do, do I need to have a, a pretty grid or does it matter if my content doesn't size properly for Instagram? Cause like, isn't some content better than any or better than none. I mean, and my response to them is in theory, yes, but truly I wholeheartedly disagree with that statement, right? Why? Because I believe that the content you put out has a purpose. So it is designed to, let me back up briefly. So the content you put out has a purpose, right? But with it, you have to be able to think about something intuitively here, right? So if I'm taking the time to build a grid, when, if you look at mine, you look at Stacey's you, and you you dive down the wormhole of why Stacy spends the time she does building individual pieces of content, as well as myself, you will understand that there is a purpose to that, right? We are not just creating content and throwing it out there and hoping that it sticks. The idea is, If we can create content that attracts the right person and we get them past that first seven to eight seconds, which is psychologically what we are told that people's attention span is, right? If we can get past that, um, then all of a sudden we've now unlocked door number two, which is can my content connect with them emotionally? Can Can I find a way to say me too in that person's content? Can I find that personality trait? that that person has that Stacy was mentioning, right? The monotone monotonous being one of them, the bubbly personality being one of them, this more serious, right? The one that people always like to say um, when they DM me, is like, you can tell that you're super passionate about what you do. It's almost scary. And I'm like, well, hopefully that's <laughs> not too scary, but people can feel that, right? So your branding, the moral of the story is your branding is a gatekeeper to the getting people to actually get into the content that you're producing, to listen to it, to consume it, to go down the wormhole and scroll your grid. Because if you can get them past that seven to eight seconds, now they care about your highlights. Now they care about your stories. Now they care about the stuff that's on your feed. And now all of a sudden we're talking about how do we build credibility? How do we turn this person into a raving fan? And how do we then make this person say, I gotta keep coming back for more of what Stacey's got going on because whatever she's doing, I'm into
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, um, I guess, the analogy of a, of a fisherman, right? You have to put the bait on the hook before you can go and catch the fish, <laughs> right? And so maybe, maybe the way that you're branding is, is that bait and, and, and maybe the process of, of how you reel them in is, is maybe how you're leveraging your stories to show your personality, or maybe it's how you're showing your expertise, right? So there's different ways that you can make that happen. I, For me, I, I like to use my grid as a place that I'm can, c- keeping that very consistent color uh, scheme going. Um, I alternate. I mean, it's, it's, listen, it's not rocket science. I mean, there's so many different ways you can go about it, but I alternate. I have color and, you know, video or color and photo collage or or photo, you know, I I just, I keep the color block. And then the next one is more of a a non-color specific. And that creates that look and that feel. And then, you know, does that dictate what my content will be? Not necessarily, right? Because if I've got something to share, but now it's time for me to have a color block, well, then I'm just going to still share the same thing, but I'm just going to place it within a color block. Versus having it on a, you know, just a video. So all it's doing is keeping me focused on what the the um, visual outcome will be, but not necessarily what the content outcome will be, right? Because you can still do both depending on what color day it is. So that's just kind of my flow. That's what works for me. Um, you know, at the time when, you know, like I said, that color resonated for me. Uh, I I I hesitated. I'll be very honest with you. I hesitated for a minute because I thought, you know, it is such a different color that I don't think it's very shareable within my own brand, right? Because our colors are so stark different. And then I thought, well, do I need all of my content to be, you know, like shared? by them in order for it to be validated? I was like, no, not really. I don't. So if it's something that I know would be important to be shared by them, then I'm going to make sure that's something that's non-color blocked. So that way they have that ability to share without it ruining their color story. Um, So there's some intentionality there. Uh, But all in all, I just thought, you know, this is where I am right now. Who knows? Maybe you will see that yellow Or chartreuse. I do not know where this journey (laughs) will lead us. But the irony is that, you know, who you are, if you're able to continue to connect with the people that you're serving, however it is, whether it's staying absolutely the same all the time with that color, because that's so on brand for you to stay exactly in that lane. But maybe your brand is to be a little bit wild and free you know, whatever it is. Do so it. be authentic, just be authentic, be a, be be authentic. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think it, I think it ties into a, uh, the biggest thing, which you actually, I don't know if you meant to, but at the very beginning of our call together, you or our, our episode together, you said, well, it obviously worked on you, Michelle, right? Like for me, as far as like getting you to want to be on the podcast, which long, long, story short, like that was going to happen anyway, but it worked out that it, it, the flow of events led it to the the timing it did. But what happens is if you are intentional in all of these places, if you are BA, as Stacey says, AKA being authentic, um, badass too, (laughs) if you want to be that too, that's fine. Um, but if you are all of those things and you show up consistently in doing so, right, which we've talked about if you are creating content that you're in you enjoy and that you like you will naturally want to be more consistent which those go hand in hand and they are beautiful and awesome it then leads to bullet number 3 if you will which is being able to convert so when people see you show up consistently when people show you show or feel you showing up authentically to who you are they're more likely to reach out to you for a question right they naturally have more confidence in reaching out to you as well. So I tell people a couple couple big points to hit here, right? Which if you're posting content on Instagram or social in general and it's not sized properly for your platform, it doesn't look good, right? It's not easily consumable. So that's one piece of the content creation part, but what it does intuitively to the person consuming the content is it says this person, I don't know if this person really knows what they're doing here. So next right? Kind of scrolling on to the next thing. So building the brand, building the content and posting consistently leads to done, dun done. Dun, people being more confident in reaching out to you to convert because they feel like they know you. They feel like they understand how good you are at what you, what you do and what you're presenting. Um, and for me personally, like, I don't even remember the last time I actually felt like I was on a true sales call, because even the woman i spoke to this morning i mean she's like i know exactly how old your son is i love that you named him Knox and i was like how do you, i've never spoken to you one time like how do you know that um you know but that person took the time to feel connected to me was watching stories knew that i had a 15 month like all of the things and on that call it was like the easiest sales call ever so it became a convertive or a, a form of conversion for me it's a podcast episode but it became a form of conversion because I show up consistently because I show up authentically because I'm willing to just be truly who I am. And that's not for everybody again. And that's okay. But Stacey, what I do want to ask you with that is what does conversion feel like for you? Because I know you're so relationship driven, which I love so much about you, but you obviously spend a lot of time building great content and being intentional so there's there's a purpose, right, of being able to convert. But what does that look like for you? What does that feel like for you? Um, and, and what would you tell someone who might feel like they're struggling in that category?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of questions there. And so what I will say is this. For me, what, what is true conversion? True conversion for me is, am I building a community around me that feels connected, right so that process started by me putting myself out there and throwing that bait out there and then having somebody want to come back in and be a part of the world of stacy and feeling like you're getting to know me i'm getting to know you and that's an important thing to stop and pivot at right there it's important that we always remember though that we can put great content out there we can have great colors we can have you know consistency but we also have to make sure that we're showing up to be there for the other person who's there for you. It's not all about us. So going back around and making sure we're engaging with other people's content, making sure that we care about what they are talking about. That's an important stop in our journey, right? And then from there, that's creating true, authentic, meaningful relationship, a two-way conversation, right? Through that process, for me, a conversion is when I'm able to build up a community that's strong enough where, it may not be that somebody's going to be a straight conversion for me, meaning, oh, you're going to now sign up for the product that I represent. Maybe that conversion is, huh, you know what? I have someone else in my network of people that is doing something very similar to what this person is doing here. I'm gonna make sure that I connect these two people because creating strong human connectivity without expectation for me is a huge conversion win, because I'll tell you what, over the years, I have connected people without any ask, without any expectation. In fact, I used to have people say to me, what do you get from this? Um, I guess I get the feeling of cool. I connected two people that should know each other. When I was younger, I didn't have the insight yet to Quite realize what that was. That person was asking that question because they knew that this was going to be a meaningful connection and that this was going to lead to better business for the two of them, potentially a lot of money for those two. And they were wondering like, are you not going to cash in on this? And at the time I thought I'm cashing on people and relationships that feel so lacking in authenticity. So I would say this, You have to make decisions on how you're going to convert, how you're going to value that conversion. And if that means it's a long-term game, for me, that's what it was. It was a long-term game. I think you and I talked a tiny bit about this, about sometimes you're putting money into the bank, if you will, the relationship bank, not knowing where that deposit's going to land. Might not be something forever. Might be years down the line that they introduce you to someone that becomes a business partner to you down the road or becomes your best client you ever had, but it doesn't come until seven years later. People and relationships create the, that's the story that we are living in our business, in our personal lives, everything we do. So for me, I literally just walk through this journey going, okay, I trust and believe from that magnet standpoint that the people that want what i'm selling today as long as i'm showing up with knowledge consistency availability hey responsiveness how many of you want to buy something from somebody who doesn't respond to you god so annoying. you reach out you don't hear back you you reach out you don't hear back or you you leave a comment with a question you don't hear back keep that in mind that is a huge part of the process So I try my very best, whether that's using time blocking principles to make sure I'm showing up, or maybe it's just that's more important to me than something else, right? So it's showing up that way. And then knowing that over time, this will all lay out as it's supposed to. And that's not me sitting there going, oh, everything's gonna lay on my lap. I don't have to do anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is I trust the process. And part of that process begins with me being authentic to me first.
0: Totally. And I think you, again, I've, I've said it five times. I'll say it a six time. Cause it's so important. You do it so well that people really need to dial into that part of the process. And the, there were two big reasons why I felt like you were the perfect person for our show or my show. And number one, I feel like you are so much more than what your job title is like as a person, if I were to reach out to you and I were to have a conversation with you, let's pretend hypothetically that I'm a brand new real estate and I've never sold a house. You know, I feel like you would have some, you would have the perfect thing to say to me at that point in my career. Now let's flip the script and say, I meet you at FubCon and I've done, I did 40 deals last year and next year I want to do 60. I feel like you would know how to meet me where I'm at. And I think that that is what your content has done such a wonderful job at at doing, right? Is it makes you feel very attainable. It makes you feel very approachable, which I think is also, this is where I want to kind of hit home and uh, steer the conversation towards wrapping up, which is, those who hold leadership titles in our industry feel very, very attainable to the general public in in most cases. Right. And I can tell you a lot of people feel like when I'm the one that answers the sales call, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was going to get to speak to you, Michelle. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course you are. Like in my mind, it's like a duh, of course I'm available to answer your question. But the reality is that that's not true in a lot of different places in the industry. And so I think that's, that's the number one thing for me with the way that you present yourself online, not only have you built a true personal brand within the brand, but you've also truly built a brand that feels very connect withable and also very, very available to serve people um, and to answer questions and to meet them where they're at. Now, do I think follow-up boss is a great product. Of course I do, or else, you know, duh. But I think that that's besides the point, I think, again, you've just created this approachability factor that is the ultimate goal with our content, right? That is the number one thing that we want to do when we produce content is make people feel like they can reach out to us for whatever. So um, Stacey, I want to end this with what do you like if I call you tomorrow and I say, I want to go from 40 to 60 or, hey, I've never done a deal and I want to I want to get my first deal. Can you meet me where I'm at there and can you tell me why or what you would tell that person,
1: both of those people? I, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to do is to l- listen, right, And uh, listen to what they're saying. Ask the questions. I keep asking more questions. You know, when someone shows you a little bit of who who they are or what they're up against, continue to ask those questions. And then take a look at, you know, what are they producing? What are you putting out there? What if I've never met you before and I went and I Googled your name, what would I see? Do an audit of yourself. What do you see? What shows up? Because that's what shows up for everyone else who's making a decision on who to do business with. Start there and and don't don't hold shame against yourself don't don't start beating yourself going oh my gosh this person over here does so much more i'll never catch up you're not supposed to catch up that's not your job your job is not to catch up with someone else your job is to be the very best you you can be and through that process your business will grow so start there figure out okay this is what i need to do pick one thing start working on it be consistent And now that you got that rolling, let's go back over to that list. Let's get that thing. Let's start working on that. Just be kind to yourself and understand it is not your job to compare with who's doing what. It is not your job to be better than them. It is not. It is your job to show up as your very best version of you. I promise Every single person, whether you're in real estate or whether you are a bricklayer, I don't care what it is. Actually, I guess those go hand in hand. You can't have a house without bricks. Anyway, Mm -hmm. whatever it is you are, when you show up as the very best version of you, you will grow in your business. So start there and keep building.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I love it. And again, many reasons why I love this woman, but she is just so good at meeting you guys where you're at, no matter what part of the business you're in, no matter what side of the business you're in. And I think that that is something that everyone can learn from. Um, And I certainly think that she's doing a great job online or else, you know, she wouldn't be on here. So I'm super pumped to have had you, Stacey. I think uh, this is one of many that we'll do over the years together as we progress and um, I want to be a good steward of your time and, and let you go to whatever is next on your day. But I do want people to know what's coming up for you. So what's next on the Stacey Hit Parade as far as events and things that are coming up? And then also, uh, where can we get connected with you? So what is your the magical Instagram handle for Stacey Soleil?
1: Yeah, it's very, very easy. So I have just branded myself as Stacey Soleil um, across the entire internet. So uh, S-T-A-C-E-Y and Soleil, like Cirque de Soleil, you know, the the circus with the flying acrobats. So that is my last name is Soleil. So Stacey Soleil. I'm on all of the networks. Um, You know, some of them get more of my time than others, but I'm there. I'm in all the places. Um, I'm really grateful that I got a chance to chat with you as far as what's next, what's happening next. We are in the last stretch of this year. So everything is all about planning. It's all about getting our ducks in a row for next year um, and just identifying like, how are we going to move forward next year and create the best impact for your business, for the community you serve? So each one of you, as you're out there and you're finishing up, you're wrapping up your year, figuring out what's the best use of your time, your brand to shine as you enter into the new year, just put a lot of intentionality into that and just trust that you are enough You are definitely going to resonate with people, the right people, show up, be you. And I am excited to meet all of you. Hopefully I make some new friends through wonderful Miss Michelle here. And uh, I look forward to continuing our conversation and we can talk about whatever it is that comes up next. I'm down. I love it. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for being here. It was my absolute
0: pleasure to get to have this conversation. And for those of you guys who are avid listeners of the Coffee and Questions podcast, if you love this episode, please reach out to Stacey, ask questions, um, even just get just to get connected with her. But what I will also tell you is we love reviews. So if you love this episode and you loved other episodes as well, um, please feel free to leave a review wherever you consume it on Apple, uh, Spotify, you name it, you can do so. So we certainly appreciate it. And we will see you in the next episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast.